This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Hello and welcome to the Scene to Scene podcast. I'm your host, Valerie Complex, associate editor and film writer at Deadline Hollywood. Thank you for returning for another episode. And today we have actress Gugu Mbatha Raw. Now she's on a new show on Amazon Prime called Surface, which is a psychological thriller about a woman who's lost her memories and she's trying to retrieve them. And we talk a lot about the show and some of her experiences on this episode. But before we get into talking about Surface, I just want to get into the wide range of Google and Batha Ross talents. Now, she is an award-winning actor of stage and screen. Her, she performed at Hamlet in 2009 alongside Jude Law in the West End and Elsinore in Denmark and on Broadway. And she also started Neil Gwynn in 2015 for which she was nominated for Best Actress at the 2015 Evening Standard Theater Awards. In film, we go back to 2011, where she starred in Larry Crown, which also starred Tom Hanks, and the film that I believe really put her name on the map, which is Belle, which was directed by Ama Sante in 2013, for which Google won Best Actress at the Biffa Awards in 2014. She also starred in Concussion, opposite Will Smith, and in 2018, she starred in Ava DuVernay's film, A Wrinkle in Time, which also starred Oprah Winfrey and Reese Witherspoon. She also is in a film that I really, really, really like called Fast Color, which released in 2019. And in that film, she's sort of a woman who's forced to go on the run when her superhuman abilities are discovered. It's a really, really cool film. It deals with, you know, identity, how to utilize that power with great power comes responsibility and all that jazz. Now, in 2016, you know, San Junipero from the Black Mirror anthology series is probably the most famous and the most celebrated episode of television especially for a Netflix show. And it's <laughs> it's funny because I think that's the only episode that of Black Mirror that has a quote-unquote happy ending, which it really does. And it was, you know, widely celebrated by critics and the viewing public since it released uh, as a socially important and otherwise enrapturing piece of art. And in addition, San Junipero won two primetime Emmy Awards, which is so wild, but it, it really deserved it. It won, won a bunch of GLAAD Awards and stuff like that. And then she also starred, like recently, like right now, like in modern day, uh, she starred in The Morning Show and stars in Loki, Marvel's Loki. And she will also be returning to Loki in 2023 as they film season two. Now, in regards to Surface, the new show that she's in, it's set in San Francisco and Google Mbatha Ra plays Sophie, a woman who suffered a traumatic head injury 
that left her with extreme memory loss, which was believed to be as a result of a suicide attempt. Now, as Sophie embarks on a quest to put the pieces of her life back together with the help of her husband and friends, she begins to question whether or not the truth she is told is in fact the truth that she lived. Now, the actress is also an executive producer on the show and Veronica West of High Fidelity is the showrunner. She has, I mean, I said a mouthful, like she has a range of credits and just a huge range of talent. In the discussion that we have today, uh, Raw talks about the intricacies of producing television content. She also talks about the importance of being emotionally available in your in your acting roles. And she talks about what the future holds for her career and if she's, you know, getting into any writing or any more producing and what that looks like. So without further ado, let's get into the conversation. Thank you for for coming on to the scene to scene podcast. I I'm so happy to like finally connect with you and talk with you about all the wonderful things that you've done and are doing. And oh, thank you for having me. No problem. And I want to start with with Surface, you know, which I watched probably half of the season. And it's a really really interesting show about um memory and sort of what is what does it mean to create a life what does it mean Mm. to create a life worth living and what does that look like um you know interpretation of of reality and everybody how everybody's interpretation of reality is quite different and you are the executive or you are the executive producer of the show or one of them and what made you what connected you sort of emotionally to the character and to the story and to the sort of world that's been created? Well, there was just so much there with the initial pilot script that I read by Veronica West. Um, The idea of the psychological thriller is something that I've always loved, Mm -hmm. but this felt different. The, The concept of the memory loss, Sophie's amnesia, that you are on the side of Sophie and her, um, Oh man, she was in the middle of getting it and getting into it. Right. All good. Because she might be like talking and getting into it and be like, wait, hello? Hello? And I'm sorry, like, you know, the, for the back and forth, because I've just, I've had a lot of different things happen to me recently, and I just had to put everything on hold. And so I'm glad I, I have the opportunity to finally talk with her. I got to say, you got to, 
try to avoid getting your teeth pulled as much as possible. It fucking sucks. Ugh. Oh, no, girl, no. Hell no. Oh, my God. Oh, you gangster for that. Oh, good Lord. Hello, Valerie. Can you hear me? Yes, I was. I was I'm hoping so for it. Like, you was going off. You was like about to get into it, and me I and know, were like we got disconnected. I don't know what happened there. I'm so sorry. Do you want to start again? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not a problem. Um, you know what I wanted to know is like you know how you connected emotionally to the character of Sophie because the show is about is so much about um perception of, of reality and different interpretations of it and, and trying to recollect memories so and you you know you're a producer on the show so can you talk a little bit about that yeah I mean the script was just so rich I think coming in um with this mystery and Sophie my character being the mystery herself because she can't remember much about her life and the event of her um her injury being you know something that she has had to piece together through what everybody else has told her about mm -hmm. herself I found that really fascinating I think coming from a perspective where I've seen shows with a male protagonist who has memory loss you know your sort of born identity type of mystery mm -hmm. um you know this felt really refreshing to me um having a woman at the center of it and I also love the idea of duality and and like mm -hmm. you said you know creating your own identity Re if you really did have a blank slate what would you do with it you know would and do we have these innate um characteristics within us mm -hmm. uh or or are we able to really have a fresh start is that mm -hmm. is that possible and you know the the show asked some really existential questions that kind of got me thinking when you talk about mm -hmm. like having a fresh start and what what that looks like and trying to recall memories from your past versus the observations and interpretations of other people and how that clashes within self you know mm. how did you get inside the head of Sophie and sort of create this world I guess creating oh. a world within a world because she doesn't yeah. know what is going on and yeah. you have to get inside the head of a character who is sort of just reliving life as an adult mm. so Mm. Well, Veronica West, our showrunner, you know, her scripts were just so nuanced. And I think what was really great was to be able to really be seeing the world through Sophie's eyes afresh, you know, and as an actor, you're often um, building a backstory before you even step on the set, you're figuring mm. out your characters, relationships. And I think there was something really liberating for me about being able to um, almost go back to this somewhat childlike, naive state that's that, that that Sophie is in where mm -hmm. she is really trying to um, piece her, her world back together. Um, but, but, but coming at it from a more sensory point of view, you know, right. and it's more visceral. She's having these flashbacks. She lives in this perfect luxurious house with the seemingly devoted husband. And yet in her 
gut something is off something is a little off kilter and unsettling about that world mm. and I think you know obviously I built that with with my performance but obviously um Sam Miller our you know producing director who who worked on I May Destroy You mm. brought an incredible visual um landscape to that um idea of being inside Sophie's head visually and then the incredible cast that I got to work with um, Oliver Jackson Cohen, who plays James, Sophie's husband. Mm-hmm. So many of our scenes within the house, you know, are imbued with such tension as mm-hmm. she is trying to suss out, you know, can she trust him? And I think, you know, the whole arc of season one, um, for those that have seen it, you know, it's very much you go through this whole um, roller coaster of trust and secrets mm-hmm. with Sophie and James and their dynamic, this relationship of, you know, this husband that seems could be interpreted as really caring or on the flip side is that controlling you know mm. and and the, his intensity could be just a deep deep love or actually is there something more sinister going on that he's trying to conceal um so that was really really um juicy stuff for us to play with in in those intense scenes and it seems like it's funny funny you mentioned oliver because he 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 <laughs> it seems like you know he plays some quite menacing characters has played that in the past and so not that his character in this is menacing so to speak but he's really good there's at... definitely moments yeah there's moments of menace for sure yeah and he's definitely he's really good at sort of curating that mystery where you're just not mm. sure um because mm. I saw him you know I remember him from Invisible Man and just being like this dude, he's like cute, but he's creepy as well. And he's does it really well. <laughs> so, so. I know. And if you knew him personally, you know, he's so warm and charming, you know, and it's a testament to his talent. But like you say, he is able to to pull off that really uh, creepy intensity for sure. And, you know, when you talk about like Veronica West and the way that she wrote this, what I really like as someone who also deals with like, memory issues and loss and stuff like that she really uses all five of the senses to sort of Mm. uh, help Sophie the character sort of recall or things that help her her question whether things Mm. are real or not which I find interesting we see a lot of different films that are like okay so this person is trying to recall different things that they've seen um but like Sophie is like hearing things or she's smelling things Mm. and it's 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 Mm. really a fully immersive um experience so to speak about this person who's trying to get pieces of their life back but in every way that she can you know what I mean I don't know if that makes Mm. sense yeah, I mean, it was really fun to play with things like, for example, the more physical elements of of Sophie's world from the running, which she has been, you know, advised to keep fit and keep her sort of rituals and her routines going by her mm. therapist, played by the fantastic Marianne Jean-Baptiste. Mm. <laughs> but when Sophie is running, you know, it's a real opportunity, almost like a meditation for her. That's where her mind stills and she gets a lot of fragments and flashes of, of memory. Um, and equally, you know, the muscle memory, the the idea of muscle memory when you do have memory loss, the idea mm. of Sophie, for example, you know, in, in some of the earlier episodes, 
discovering that she's actually quite comfortable riding a horse and yet mm-hmm. having no real memory of how or why you know and I think that again as an actor that's really fascinating because it takes you away from just the intellectual you know and the the, the I think with memory it can be so heady you know mm-hmm. you're literally right. in your head but that there, there are these really physical um these really physical you know moments in in the show and and Sophie as the show goes on goes deeper and gets more and more in some ways desperate to find out you mm-hmm. know ways of of jogging this memory of of unlocking herself you know from the sensory deprivation she goes through in in the flotation tank mm-hmm. therapy to later episodes you know one of my favorite episodes episode five where you know she quite recklessly take some hallucinogenics which take her off on a whole um trip which you know she there are there are certain things there that are you know delve right into the surreal of her subconscious so so yeah it gets more and more extreme um as as the show goes on It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. As I think about the character of Sophie and and I look at your filmography and I think about the films that, you know, the films and television shows you've been in, have you noticed that you play characters who always, not always, but characters who tend to have a secret that are like hidden from the audience and maybe from yeah. the character itself? I don't know. If, I don't know if, I, you know, I'm just pointing that out because I don't know if that's something yeah. you're drawn to or if it's something that's circumstantial. Well, I think every character has a secret. I mean, I think, you know, whether it's it's a big part of the story or not, I think, you know, I, I mean, I even remember at drama school that being a big part of building a character, you know, is, is you know, what's on the page, what's not on the page, but also what what is your character's secrets? What are their fears? What are the things that they would never tell anybody? Obviously, um, in this show and in Surface, we definitely, you know, really delve into the secrets that we keep even in our most mm-hmm. intimate relationships, which I think mm-hmm. is really interesting. But I think, it, you know, um, as a performer, it really gives you attention and, and an internal um, energy to play and wrestle with, you know, when you have a secret like Sophie, you know, and and James, especially the secrets that they have within their marriage mm-hmm. and how that can, you know, create an intensity, but also a toxic um, energy. And, and you know, ultimately the, the truth will out as as they say, you know, and I right. think that that's, that's it's just such a great fuel for drama um, mm-hmm. secrets for sure. And fun for the audience as well, because you're leaning in, you know, figuring, right. trying to figure out wh- who's going to fit, you know, who's, who's lying to who and, and who can you trust. So, mm-hmm. so for me, yeah, that's definitely um, an element that I try to bring to every character in some way or, or form. I, to shift a little bit, going with that, with what you just said about being a performer and everything, how would you, this is kind of a loaded question, but how would you describe the trajectory of your career from the very first role that you've taken up until now with, with Surface? How would you describe that journey? (laughs) 
<laughs> oh my gosh I mean how long have you got I, I it's uh I, I I don't know you know I don't really think about it very often I suppose I just try to sort of stay in the moment and make mm. the, the next most interesting choice right um but you know certainly I I, yeah, I started in theater that's that's for sure you know I went to drama school I studied classical acting so you know theater is my soul and mm. and my my roots and um and the journey the trajectory has been a fascinating one I mean it really is I, I feel so grateful to be doing this job you know being able to have made my what was my hobby as a child you know my job and right. then into not just a job but a really fulfilling career right um it's been it's been an incredible journey um you know going from theater to film and television and more recently as executive producer on surface and um associate producer on the girl before you know it's it's really been um an exhilarating ride mm -hmm. uh you know that that has allowed me to travel you know not just from starting in London in theater but then obviously to the US mm -hmm. and um just to be able to gather so much experience from everybody that I've worked with and now having the opportunity with Surface to be exec more behind the scenes in the development process of the project and other projects too you know in terms of um finding material you know uh, being a part of the development of scripts and you know how how a show gets put together uh, mm. and then the post-production process um it feels like a really um it's been a meaty journey as well mm. as as a varied one and is producing something you're looking to get even more involved in uh in the future um, a lot of, you know, actors and stuff are, are becoming producers. And I think that that's a really good sort of, you know, sort of pipeline to go through um, because, you know, you're in front of the camera, but learning about what happens behind it makes one more well-rounded. Like, you know, if you, if there are actors who don't do that and that's completely fine, but learning yeah. the different ins and outs, you know? Yeah, you know, I think it, it not only makes you more rounded in a sense, but it gives you a different kind of power and it gives you a different kind of influence mm -hmm. in terms of how the material is shaped. And, um, you know, I, I'm an actor first and I think there is also, you know, there are many ways of acting and many ways of working. And there is a delight and a wonderful artistic journey to just be in your actor bubble, just be mm -hmm. in your character, just be in that artist space. Mm -hmm. But I think the reality of the industry and I think the reality of generating work for yourself and also generating work that is stimulating to you and having... Um, having autonomy in your mm -hmm. career. I think that producing is really the way forward for that. I think so often as an actor, you know, and many actors starting out, we all know it's an incredibly difficult, it can be incredibly competitive world. And so often you feel like you are at the behest of, you know, your agent, if you are lucky enough to have an agent, right. the phone ringing, right. going to an audition, somebody choosing you, you know, so often as an actor, somebody has to choose you so many times. And I think there is something really empowering and inspiring about being at a stage as a producer where you're where, you know, myself or other actor producers are are getting to make choices. Mm -hmm 
about the material first of all what is the story you know right. who are you going to work with who are your collaborators um you know and I think you spend so long often not not passively waiting for 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 a, a job because I think actors work really hard and audition and you mm -hmm. know there is an element of hustle involved in, in just getting a career started but I think it's definitely an empowering shift to be able to to produce so I am new to it relatively right. new to it but <laughs> I, I I hope to continue and I think you know it just opens your mind to you start to think a little bit differently and I think mm. for me there's always so much more to learn so that's that's what's been really incredibly inspiring and also you know to have great mentor figures like right. with Spoon and Hello Sunshine these right. companies that um that there really is you know somebody there that's done it done it already you know mm -hmm. and you can look to them and, and be inspired and also for advice or for um you know working alongside such a great great female-led company as mm. hello sunshine has been an incredible support i was going to say they they hello sunshine has really sort of created a community of trust um and has sort of cultivated um and creates sort of you know and produces woman-led content and they've sort of become the the company to look to when you're looking for like you know that type of strong you know intersectional well-rounded women on screen so props to hello mm -hmm. sunshine for for doing that uh, another mm -hmm. question that i tend to like to ask um actors is <clears throat> You know, the different characters that you've that you've played over your career and, you know, dealing with, you know, typical industry, industry drama, the highs and lows and things like that. How do you go about protecting yourself um, from, you know. I, you know, from from difficult, you know, when you're dealing with difficult materials sometimes as an actor and there's a character who is who really gets sort of under your skin emotionally and you're like, wow, I got to protect myself or you're dealing with something um, on set or, you know, the tension is high, anything of that nature. I'm just curious, how, how do you go about protecting yourself to make sure that you are, you know, that you try, that you try to remain of sound mind and, and body to continue to work and do the things that you love? <laughs> yeah. I mean, I suppose it's more, less a question of protect, because you do have to be emotionally available you know mm -hmm. I think that's the that's the thing about being an actor the the strange thing is you know or, or the weird paradox is that you have to have a thick skin to survive and deal with the endless rejection and right. you know the pitfalls of the industry but you also have to remain emotionally squidgy right. <laughs> you know to be able to feel all the feels to be able to be emotional and open and receptive enough to do your job so so for me, I, I try not to armor up. I try not to think about, you know, protecting myself in, in that way of being guarded. I, mm. I think it's more about releasing and having the tools to release an experience and let the emotions pass through um, right. as opposed to holding on, you know, right. and I think um, and that's kind of. I guess the personal work of just life, whether you're acting mm. or whatever job you do, I think knowing how to decompress, knowing how to let go of the day, knowing how to have the tools to, you know, 
maybe navigate your your instincts to you know steer clear of of toxic situations um i think some of that you just learn on the job and your instincts um i think on a personal level you know as an actor it's a very physical job um mm. in many ways i i got into yoga very early on out of drama mm. school as a way to center myself and i definitely return to that and and other physical practices you know to be able to get back to neutral in a sense um and I think you know it's how you structure your life as well I think it's you know having healthy habits and routines and you know keeping friends with people who aren't in the industry giving Mm -hmm. yourself some perspective Mm -hmm. taking breaks traveling you know all of those things that I think as I say contribute to a healthy life in general whether you are an actor or any other job um I think it's about um good self-care good practices of um you know and and you know I think having technique as an actor helps having been to drama school you know even though that was you know quite a long time ago now you know I think there are certain tools where you if you have a foundation um you're not sort of running yourself ragged you know how to kind of rest you know I think rest is like a huge part of definitely you know being able to have longevity in this industry Mm. and fully knowing how to relax so um so yeah there's there's many ways to do that I guess but um yeah I still have a couple of episodes to go but for season two is there like you know can you tell us anything about the next season anything Mm. at all oh gosh well you've got two episodes to go yeah well I mean I don't want to spoil it for you personally (laughs) (laughs) Um, but by the time you get to episode eight you know there's there's definitely you know a few more questions than answers in terms of um Sophie's identity Mm -hmm. her true identity and who is Tess you know this this other name that we discover that Mm -hmm. you know she she's identified with um for me I think what's really exciting about season two and we're only just you know launching into the prep for it now but that she's going to delve deeper into her past it's going to take place in London so Mm -hmm. Sophie is going to go back to her hometown in many respects and obviously as a woman who's still battling with what she remembers about her past life I think it's going to be really interesting and get really um dynamic and and somewhat dangerous when when she sort of has to confront her family and and dig a little deeper there so so that for me and for audiences it's really exciting for me on a personal level it's incredibly exciting to be working in London not just as an actor but as executive producer right um to be bringing the story back home to the UK you know with a British character um you know with an Apple TV plus production um it's it's really exciting to uh, the prospect of of doing the show in London by the time I get to the last episode am I gonna am I gonna end up throwing my phone across my apartment or something because like I tend to you know those sort of reveals you know what all right I'm all right I'm not gonna ask you to spoil it for me I will watch it and I'll just I'm just just gonna prepare myself I'm gonna prepare myself because I had a couple of like phone like wanting wanting while watching and I was like wait all right (laughs) The anticipation is killing me. And I, thank you so much for coming on and, and talking about Surface and, and the journey of, of producing. 
it's it's a wild ride and i i definitely want to go out there and recommend it for other people to watch because it's a crazy show i love it y'all y'all really should go check it out and um thank you again google and bathara for for chatting with me on the scene to scene podcast i really appreciate it thank you thanks for having me